Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight on a beautiful, gorgeous Sunday from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side in Manhattan, planet Earth, New York City, USA. Here we are. Um, and what we do here on the Weekly Weather is we talk about what's coming up in the week ahead. And we have eclipses. We have eclipses. And we have excitement, and we have changes, and we have drama, and we have all sorts of things. It's going to be a rocking and rolling week. <clears throat> Last week was was kind of quiet, which was nice to have a semi-quiet week. Um, this week we have a lot of drama coming and a lot of excitement coming and a lot of drum beats for a few reasons. We have an eclipse. The first of three. There's three eclipses this year. started about two weeks ago. We began on the... On the uh, full moon, we're going towards a new moon eclipse that happens on Thursday. It's a very potent eclipse because it's the sun and the moon in Cancer, opposite Pluto in Capricorn, which is control of the government, and sun and moon in Cancer is, of course, families and women. Cancer tends to be a female sign. And so the eclipse takes place on Thursday. And in the chart cast for the USA, it's in the, uh, the House of Children, and the house of other people's children, the, the planetary aspect, lays across those two houses. Um, we also have Venus going into Virgo, um, <clears throat> which is not her favorite place, right? Venus, uh, Venus likes being in many signs, but in Virgo she tends to be a servant. She tends to be not so rich. Uh, she tends to be a little bit focused on having to work all the time to make enough money to make the rent. Um, she's the working nine-to-five girl. <clears throat> so on Monday uh, at 10.31 p.m. on the 9th, Venus goes into Virgo, um, which I looked at that and I went, interesting energy, uh, because we're going to have the president announce um, the Supreme Court replacement, and a lot of people are saying he's going to appoint someone to overturn Roe versus Wade. And, of course, if you have, if you're a Venus and Leo, you have enough money to pay for your abortion. If you're a Venus in Virgo, you might have to scrape together the pennies, the nickels, the dimes, and the quiet money uh, to kind of be able to afford it. And if the big, vast part of the middle part of the country uh, is where the vulnerability is, I mean, East Coast, you know, pretty liberal, going to probably continue to offer abortions to women, uh, but the middle part of the country. So we're, we're looking for a big fight with this. Mars, of course, <clears throat> has officially gone out of bounds. He went out of bounds yesterday, and he's going to be out of bounds most of the summer. And he's on the south node of destiny and fate, and, of course, Aquarius, which is other people's children, and Mars is men, and Mars is action, and Mars is surgery. So, it, you know, a lot of symbolism in the sky that's kind of speaking to this being a pretty strong energy coming in. But for all of us, you know, I've been talking with you about the Mars on the south node, Going in and um, cleaning out that cleaning out that mayonnaise jar, cleaning out your life, cleaning out what needs to leave to have you be able to go forward. Um, <clears throat> and then there's another eclipse that happens in two weeks, which is a really big one. And that one is it's mean. It's a mean eclipse. <laughs> some of them are nicer than others. Some of them are just illuminating, and some of them are just plain old nasty. So the one in two weeks is kind of nasty. And um, we're going to talk about the new moon. I have a webinar tonight on the new moon at 7.30 to um, to 9, 9.30. We usually run till 9.30 because of questions and all. 
but it is a powerful new moon for manifesting because the moon and the sun are in the house of creativity, opposite Pluto, giving a lot of juice to the chart. So <clears throat> whatever we're manifesting, we're going to manifest. <laughs> so if it's controlling women's bodies and access to abortion, that's going to happen. If it's you creating some big project for yourself or some major change in your life, that's going to happen. So it makes sense to sign up and do this. use this eclipse. Now, eclipses are very potent um, because the sun and the moon are dancing, but they're also tied up with the note of fate. And in this case, we have three. So we have one now, we have one on the 27th, and we have another one on August 10th. So these three kind of travel as a pair, and then we go 14 days after August 10th. So you're basically working with eight weeks of eclipse energy, basically the whole summer. Your job with this energy <clears throat> is to understand it's in the two most creative places. It's in the sign of Cancer, which is the moon's favorite sign, and then it's in the sign of Leo, which is the sun's favorite sign. Now, for the last year and a half, since May of last year, we've had the note of fate going through Leo, asking each and every one of us where we want to partner, what do we want to grow, what are we trying to create in our life, what's the purpose. <clears throat> so this is when we get down to brass tacks and we say, you know, this is this is what I'm here to create, this is what I'm going to try and go, this is my my direction, my path, my where I'm headed. So there's a very potent energy running around. Because it is tied to the nodes of fate, it often is departure time for people that are um, not doing well or hanging on by a thread. So we do tend to have more people leave because this eclipse is in cancer. Um, it is going to definitely, uh, our country is a cancer country, so it's definitely having things leave our country. Um, and with, uh, with the next one in Leo, at 18 Leo, um, that's a really sensitive point for the U.S. chart too. So these are very important chart. These are very important uh, eclipse charts for our country, but also for each of us who are citizens of the United States. And of course, um, <clears throat> the Leo piece is how do we, you know, who are we and what are we? And the Cancer piece is what do we value? What do we nurture? What do we care for? What do we take care of? So as the nodes shift in November. They're going to shift from Leo saying, this is what I'm here to create, and then they're going into the sign of cancer, inviting us to nurture things for the next year and a half. This is kind of a crossroads moment for many of us in our lives. You know, So think about the crossroads in your life, where they are. <clears throat> now, what happened last week, um, we had Chiron station, uh, and he stationed... Um, to go retrograde, he's going to go back into Pisces. This week, we're also having Jupiter station. And Jupiter is stationing on the 10th, um, right before the eclipse, and he's stationing to go direct at 1320. Now, he he went retrograde in mid-March, and he is um, now going to start going forward, and he's going to retrace his steps and, and move out <clears throat> into a more creative energy. Of course, he's still in a trine to Neptune, the two of them are still kind of working together, and they're inspiring you to say, "Well, what's your dream? What's your dream? Where are you going with this dream? How are you gonna How are you gonna feed it? How are you gonna support it? How are you gonna take care of it? What's that look like?" So, with Venus going into Virgo, and Jupiter stationing to go retrograde, and a big old eclipse, you know, we have a lot of energy in the sky. We also have Pallas Athena entering Leo. So, Pallas Athena is moving from Cancer, where she's been very strategic. And she's entering Leo where she's saying, okay, now this is what I want to partner with. This is my vision. This is how I want to uh, communicate and move forward. 
<clears throat> and what I want to do. She's also going to sidle up to that north node in a couple of days and kind of give us a choice. We also have the marriage planet Juno uh, squaring the nodes of fate this this week um, on the 13th. So that's a big day for people deciding if they're staying in partnerships or breaking up with people. So what you want to watch is are you in the right partnership that you want to be in? And, of course, Venus has gone into Virgo, right? So she's, she's a, little, a little more particular about what the partnership should look like. And are you happy in it? And Venus and the node, Juno squaring the nodes of fate says partnership helpful, partnership not helpful. Is it nurturing your life? Is it causing you problems? So we can anticipate a lot of breakups this week and a lot of people saying, <clears throat> I want to partner with you. I want to propose to you. I want to marry you. So there's a lot of positive picking there, too, where we're making choices towards what we love and the direction we want to head in. So it's an interesting week. Um, we never, ever underestimate the power of an eclipse because it's huge. Um, and it also has an enormous amount of energy kind of reverbing across. And because there's two solar eclipses, these are both, you know, and usually there's just one, man. There's enough trouble with one. But now when we have two, we're kind of like, wow, man, that's like a biggie. We're also having, uh, because the sun is playing with Pluto, <clears throat> and he's part, you know, the eclipse is opposite Pluto, uh, we're going to be looking at power dynamics and around around issues of control. So, in, and in all of our lives, you know, who controls us? How do they control us? What do they control? What does it look like? So it's a very interesting week. And uh, when I look at weeks like this and I go, oof, you know, that one looks a little looks a little mean. We also have the sun trine Neptune forming a grand trine in water, which is very emotional, and that takes place uh, at the beginning of the week. So the sun's going to form a trine to Neptune and a trine to a tri, a trine Jupiter last week. And now Jupiter's turning direct. He's saying, okay, let's move forward. And now the sun's going to try Neptune, saying, okay, what's the dream that we're moving forward with? A lot of energy in the heavens. And depending on where you are in your chart or what you're doing in your chart, you want to kind of hop <clears throat> over to the Scorpio houses and the Pisces houses and the Cancer houses because that's where relief is, kind of like an umbrella on a hot, sunny day. Go to your Pisces house, go swimming, take a bath, turn on music, dance, dream, sleep, go to bed. Go to your Scorpio house, transform, have sex, uh, count your money, figure out your finances, pay your bills, do Scorpio things. Go to your Cancer house, nurture, feed, cook, take care of, um, <clears throat> play with, uh, grow, any one of those houses will help you because that's where the trine in water is and that's where there's some support. There's also a grand trine in earth, but that's a little meaner because Venus is in Virgo and Ceres is in Virgo. <clears throat> and they're in trine to both Saturn and Uranus and Juno. So it's saying, well, I'm going to agree to partner going forward. I'm going to agree to create using these energies. So Earth planets can really create. It's a very fertile uh, full moon, or new moon, rather. So I, whatever gets planted on this grows and grows really quickly. So, you know, I'm, I'm out of abortion 
time. I'm, you know, not a menstruating female anymore. <clears throat> was raised Catholic. I don't think I ever could have had one had I been faced the choice. And in fact, I said that to partners at different times that I will have the child, you know, and just never got pregnant, so didn't appear to be as an issue. But I also feel not my place to tell other people what their choices are, not my place to meddle in their vaginas. So I'm a pro-choice. Uh, you, you get to pick. And it shouldn't be a government-mandated decision. In the same way no medical procedure is mandated, your decision to stay alive or not. I have a friend who's currently dying in or Oregon, and uh, a very nasty cancer. And her life insurance policy says if she commits assisted suicide, uh, of course she can do that in Oregon, her life insurance is invalidated. Um, and so she's dying slowly and painfully, and and I just there's a little part of me that goes, how do we, you know, what is our regulation on these things? And I'm okay if you had free education and free schooling and you gave children health care and you offered them support and you encouraged the families. <clears throat> but, no, it's not about that. It's about controlling the power to create. And I get a little crazy about this, but I also know, you know, the candidates that are coming are all going to be working on this. So this is a very powerful moon for Roe v. Wade to get overthrown. <clears throat> and it's a very powerful moon for anything you want to create in your life to get created. So I encourage you to do the creative energy in your chart. Sign up for the webinar. We'll talk about where the eclipse lands in your chart and where it's going to push the growth. And you want to be there pushing the growth. And you also want to know where the little pitfalls are, where the chart's going to try and say, come on over here, let's trip you up a little. Because there's that in the chart, too. <clears throat> and then the eclipse that comes on the 27th is pretty nasty. So we're going to shortly cover that, uh, and I'll cover it more in newsletters in the week ahead. So you can sign up for my webinar on the on the website. It'll be tonight, and you can sign up and get it mailed to you uh, tonight, attend or not. The new moon isn't until Thursday. Plenty of time to do a new moon ritual. And um, we'll be we'll be discussing it later. So hopefully you'll you'll tune in and listen, and we'll go forward. And I won't be covering abortion in the in that webinar. So I'll just be saying it's a big ma mighty manifest in moon, because it is. It's a mighty manifest in moon. All right. So let's talk about the moons. We got a lot of moon energy this month uh, because one we've got the eclipse eating up the sun and the moon. So in mythology, the dragon comes and eats the sun and the moon, and it says, "Okay, I'm going to eat you up." And in this case, Pluto's on the south node, so he's the south node's eating up Pluto, but the north node is eating up the sun and the moon, um, <clears throat> as it does twice a year. So this week the moon is in Taurus. Today it's in Taurus. goes void tomorrow at 12.10 p.m. Um, with a uh, square to Venus, so moon square Venus, and then the moon is void. And then it enters um, Gemini at 12.58 p.m., a couple minutes before 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's in Gemini on Monday afternoon, all day Tuesday. <clears throat> and it goes void at 4.01 p.m. with a square to Neptune. Moon square Neptune is a lot about the dream and what we want to have happen. And Jupiter stations to turn direct on the 10th, so Jupiter is stopped on that moon. And also Gemini moon with a square to Neptune is, okay, this is the dream. Let's go work on the dream. 
The moon is void Tuesday night from 4.01 p.m. on. And at 1.59 p.m. on the 11th, it's born on the morning of the 11th, it goes into Cancer. It's in Cancer Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, all day Thursday, going void at 10.48 p.m. at night um, with a conjunction to the sun, the new moon eclipse. So the new moon eclipse is on Thursday at 10.48 p.m. Then it's void, and the moon enters Leo at one at one thirty one p.m. on Friday the 13th. So it's void in the morning on Friday. And again, we're in a time where we're going to have lots of big, long void moons because a lot of planets are at the early degrees. So Friday, it enters Leo, and it's in Leo all day Friday afternoon, and then all day Sunday going void at 7.12 with a conjunction to Mercury, which is a positive energy. So all, you know, the Cancer moon and the Leo moon have positive endings. The... Gemini moon has a square to Neptune, which is a cliffhanger, of course. You know, that's when the Supreme Court judge gets announced or the proposed proposed Supreme Court judge. And then at 7.12 on Saturday night, the moon's void. And it's void on Sunday morning. And it enters uh, enters Virgo at 1.31 p.m. Sunday afternoon. And it's in Virgo Sunday the 15th, the 16th. And it goes void at 6.49 a.m., which is a sun sextile the moon on Sunday and Monday. So Sunday and Monday, the 15th and 16th are nice. So we have the solar eclipse. Now this week, we have the Jupiter station on Thursday at 1.04 p.m., which says, okay, all Jupiter, let's go forward. We have the Venus, and of course, Jupiter rules the justice system. And this um, this new moon, the, the eclipse cast for Washington is Jupiter, Pisces rising, Jupiter ruled, midheaven, Jupiter ruled, a uh, lot of lot of Jupiter energy in the chart. So Jupiter's a big friggin' deal, and he's also trying, he's moving forward now, trying to the sun and the moon. They're past him, but it, in, this, in the initiating energy. We also have Venus going into Virgo at 10.32 p.m. on the 9th, and then we have Venus trining Uranus, which is always a nice aspect. That's kind of creative and fun. We have the sun opposite Pluto, which is a big power struggle. And then we have Venus trine the Saturn, that happens on the 14th. So there's a lot of energy in terms of creativity and how we're getting there. Um, if we look at the aspects the sun makes, he goes from uh, 16 Cancer to 24 Cancer with the aforementioned trine to Neptune on the 8th and the opposition to Pluto on the 12th and the eclipse on the 12th. He also contraparallels Pluto on the 13th. Big power dynamics this week. And power plays. So if you're in a corporate environment and you've been working on some power struggles or power dynamics, this is when they fire everybody. This is when the power takes over and boom, stuff goes down. Because Sun, Pluto. And of course it's an eclipse, so it takes out energy. So we expect a lot of changes uh, when we see this. It's like boom, boom, boom. Things shift, things fall, things collapse things change and just honor that the stuff that's falling collapsing and changing it's time is done and it's time for new things to come in and if we take that approach we go all right new things coming in you know what are we going to do with it how are we going to work with it uh the sun is semi-square series which is a lot about creativity on the 13th and then he has hard aspects to vesta on the 14th and 15th and that's, of course, location and where you live and how it is impacted. 
And then on the 16th, the sun is square to Eris, the goddess of discord and disagreements. So we can anticipate a week with discord and disagreements between fiery Aries, Eris, and family, cancer, nurturing, all that stuff. Um, So right before the show, I was like watching Michelle Wolf, and she said, hey, you know, if you're really pro Life, you would be anti-gun, you'd be for good education, you'd be for food, you'd be for school, and you wouldn't be uh, doing any bad stuff. You'd be going, yeah, well, I'm really pro-life. It's just, no, we're not pro-life, we're just anti-woman. Um, Mercury runs from 16 Leo through 19 Leo, 20 Leo. And Mercury has a square to uh, Jupiter, which gives a lot of information and communication that kicks up stuff and it's in conjunct Neptune on the 12th, the eclipse day, which is Mercury in in Leo in conjunct Neptune in Pisces, kind of a lack of clarity or a lack of clarity around beliefs and how beliefs work. And part of it is everybody getting clear on their beliefs. Uh, Mercury is contraparallel Jupiter on the 13th and sesquiquadrate Chiron, suggesting some kind of wounding energy on uh, Friday around your belief systems. And Mercury is then further sesquiquadrate uh, Saturn on uh, the um, 15th. So we have a hammer of Thor with Mercury in Leo as the handle and the hammer being Chiron and Saturn in the square position. So we're going to watch for anything at 2 to 5 getting hammered by the hammer of Thor. So if you have a situation that needs to get out of your life, this is the week to hammer it out. And it will hammer the opportunity to come along and go, I'm done. Now, of course, Mercury's in Leo. So when Mercury's in Leo, he's a little bit more boastful and a little bit more doesn't really listen to other people's opinions. His is right. So that's the bad part about Mercury and Leo. But, you know, the whole point of it is if you're saying, gee, you know, this is really important to me and as a result I don't want to do that, I'm hammering you out of my life, you know, that's your right, as we all have a right to associate with whom we want to associate with. Uh, and then last but not least, Mercury is in conjunct uh, Pluto, on, which gives us a story of needing to adjust our relationship to power. Venus runs from 27 Leo through 8 Virgo, so she's on Regulus this week. And on the 9th, she enters... Uh, she enters Virgo right before the does. Venus is on the Queen Star Regulus, which makes me think the Supreme Court judge pick will be that Amy lady. Not positive, but I'm watching because uh, it's a queen, a Leo queen. Um, the uh, Venus is quintile Jupiter, which is a lot of energy around what the creative planets look like. And Venus is also trine Uranus which is uh, in Earth, a grand trine in Earth, a lot of feminine energy in the air this week, Venus in Virgo. And then she's also in conjunct to Chiron. Now, um, there's a lot of energy in terms of pushing stuff forward, too. Venus is also parallel Uranus, got a slightly different cast or a slightly different take, and it also is trine Saturn, right? So Venus is going to form a grand trine in Earth this week, similar to the Mercury forming the Hammer of Thor, similar to the sun forming a grand trine in water. When there's this much stuff flowing together, 
In other words, the water grand trine, the hammer of Thor, the hammer, the earth grand trine. Energy works really quickly when it's in collaborative signs, and it goes fast. It goes lickety-cut. So this energy is really powerful to harness. Again, I recommend you do a ritual and you really think about what you want to create in your cancer house at 20 degrees of cancer because that is it's just going to fly with this eclipse. Be a little unpredictable, but that's okay. It's still it's an incredibly fertile, incredibly fertile energy. Uh, Mercury also has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto, which is a little bit of stress. You know, like really, if I'm going to ask for that, you think it's going to really happen? And the answer is yes, it will. Are you ready? You know, be that that whole saying: be careful what you ask for. And then Mercury has an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 15th, inviting them to see things in a new way, and she also has a trine to partnership energy on the 15th, inviting her to partner in a new way. She has an adjusting energy to Mars, saying, hey, careful, careful, you know, are you sure you want to proceed in that way? And Venus also joins Ceres on the 18th, the 16th, rather, kind of inviting us to create and to work in partnership, because she's parallel to Juno. Mars is quiet this week. Um, thank heavens, but he is going backwards, clearing out stuff, and he's adjusting energy to series, so he really wants us to clean out the home, clean out the food, clean out the diet, good good week for a um, system detox, if you, need, if you like doing that kind of stuff. Mars is also square partnerships on the 16th, making choices about continuing relationships. Like I said, a lot of relationships forming this week, a lot of relationships blowing up this week. Um, big relationship week. Uh, Jupiter stations, as I mentioned, on the 10th at 1320 of Scorpio, and he's turning direct. So he's going to feel we're going to feel him five days backwards, five days forwards. Saturn has trines. Um, he's forming the grand trine to Ceres and Juno. So he's saying, okay, how do I create this, and who do I partner with to create it? Of course, Ceres is in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is the sign of the body. Ceres is the sign of creation. I do think we're getting a Supreme Court judge that is um, going to be uh, anti-Roe v. Wade. Because uh, we want to control those women's bodies, you know. Um, Uranus uh, is a square to Pallas Athena. A uh, lot of energy there around breaking free of old patterns and seeing things in a new way. And Uranus is also a semi-sextile Chiron offering us a new opportunity to see things or to understand things in a different way. Uh, this is a week where one of, the, one of the aspects it really felt like it's kind of walk a mile in someone else's shoes, really get, take an opportunity to go listen to opinions that are not your own and listen to how other people articulate them. Very helpful to do that this week. Also, for those of you in the Louisville area, my assistant Rose is uh, hosting uh, the Jane Austen Festival next weekend. She's uh, performing her play, or her play is being performed in the theater. And so if any of you are in the area, I encourage you to sign up for information on my website, information on my Facebook, information on Rose's Facebook, and her Facebook is Rose Sarah Rose Kearns. And you can also Google Persuasion. Uh, and Louisville, and it will pop up as part of the Jane Austen conference in Louisville. The Jane Austen folks are gathering. If you go to it, it's apparently a really lovely outdoor conference, and Rose is offering the play uh, indoors in air conditioning. <laughs> so you can escape the heat if you want to just have a little couple of hours of Jane Austen 
uh, being performed. Um, so again, in my Louisville or driving in the Louisville area, I want to go see Rose. Uh, she's the one with the long hair, only it'll be up in a bun because Jane doesn't wear her hair long. Uh, but, yeah, she's there, and I do encourage anybody, you know, turn out to support the arts. Um, Neptune, also Sesquiquadrates, Palace Athena on the 14th, giving us an opportunity to look at things in a new way. And Pluto is Sesquiquadrate um, <clears throat> series, offering us a new way of thinking, doing, being. A lot of stress around the creative energies this week. Um, also, a lot of opportunity to get rid of stuff on July 10th with uh, Vesta trining eras, stuff that, you know, you're just not in the mood for, ready to let it go. And Pallas Athena entering Leo kicks us into a new creative thing, a new visionary thing, a new creative visionary energy. And last but not least, Juno squaring the nodes of fate invites us to make a choice on the 14th about how we're going to proceed with our life, with our love, with our passion, with our creativity. And I encourage all of you to have a great week and to manifest away on the new moon. Um, I'll be hosting a webinar in a half an hour on my on my website. You can sign up. Uh, still room, still time. And if you don't sign up today, you can sign up tomorrow. And we mail it out, uh, and you can listen to it at your leisure between now and the, uh, now and Thursday, and then a manifesting. I'm manifesting on Thursday with that really powerful eclipse. And eclipses energy, because it's tied to the nodes of fate, really big deals. They really push the energy very quickly, uh, for good or for evil. So you will hopefully want to push it for good. And I encourage you to all have a really good week. going to be very wild out there. Remember, with all the grand trines, People are going to very easily flow into behaviors. And with the oppositions, there's going to be some power struggles and some power plays. And with the hammer of Thor, some bang, bang, we're going to knock that out. So have fun. Stay cool. Remember, everybody else in the world is having the same eclipses. So they're crazy, too. <laughs> and be kind to yourself. You know, really be kind to yourself. These are very intense energies. And maybe, you know, go to bed a little earlier. You know, take a little time off to listen and listen to music or hang out with people you love. You know, life is short. And this week will remind us that life is short. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Hope to see you in a half an hour in the on the podcast on the eclipses. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>